Hello there and you are listening to Radio Local. That's Newsreel Asia's podcast in collaboration with India's community radio stations. There are more than 400 of them in India. That's 400 little towns and villages that benefit from the stories and outreach of these radio stations. It's a very special project because it involves truly local reporters. These folks know their subjects very very closely from being their neighbors, relatives or even friends. They are true insiders. Season 2 of this news relaysia production focuses on western India. This germ of an idea transformed to reality because of the belief of the Community Radio Association of India and Rohini Nilakani Philanthropies. Our second story for the series was reported by Neeta Joshi, Sandhya Patel and Janvi Khadilkar of Radio Yerlavani in the western Indian town of Sangli, located in the state of Maharashtra. Over the last 2 years, Savita Mote and Sakhubhai Suryavanshi earned more income, had more free time and better access to healthcare among a host of other benefits. A revolution had wheeled in. I spoke to Anuradha Kunte, who is the project coordinator at Yeralavani. So, Anuradha, why did your team, including Sandhya, Neeta Tai, and Janvi, want to tell this story? So, this area where the story belongs is completely coming under drought-prone area. So, there will not be a single tree on a road where these these women are walking. so in such a heavy sunshine they have to walk for the miles to reach to their destination so even the even the settlements is quite scattered so one village to go from one village to other there will be 4 to 5 kilometers distance when which has to be passed by these women so it's not so easy for them and that is why the story meant really for these women to come up So what caused this change in Savita Mote and Sakhubai Suryavanshi's life? Let's find out in Radio Local's episode A Ticket to Ride. This is Sangli, a district in the southern tip of Maharashtra state. Its dry arid climate and fertile soil makes it ideal for growing turmeric. Sangli is famous for this bright yellow orange spice. You can also see trucks carrying towering stacks of sugarcane on its highways. But rains continue to dwindle in this drought-prone area, shrinking farm income. This means that the normally homebound farmers' wives are now stepping out to earn a living. Savita Mote was one of them. A few years ago, she took up a job as a government healthcare worker. She acted as a link between the community and medical services in rural areas. The village healthcare center was about a kilometer away from her home. On some days her husband would drop her off at work on his bike. त्याच बरोबर माझे मिस्टर मला प्रत्येक वेळेस आणून सोडायचे गाडीवरती मी माझ्या भागात माझ्या घरापासून 1 किलोमीटर अंतरावर माझा भाग होता सर्वे वगैरे करायचा. But usually she would walk the 1 kilometer distance from her home. trotting back home after campaigning door to door on foot she would be sapped titami daro chalat jat hote chalat yet hote alyanantar asa mje thakwalya sarkha kantalalya sarkha ashaktapana asa mala vatat hota during rains things would get tougher she would get wet 
she'd have to walk through slurry and slush visiting village households along mud roads. Savita lives in a village called Pandozari. Bus services here are infrequent and three-wheel auto or tuk-tuk services are kind of erratic. But two years ago, things changed for Savita. She in turn stoked a transformation in the lives of others. Sakubai Suryavanshi was making her weekly visit to the temple. That's when she sighted a board advertising a service. Her eyes lit up. It was exactly what she wanted. She typed in the phone number on her cell phone and saved it. I was going to go to the temple and I was going to go to the temple. I was going to Sakubai later called the number. Sakubai is a sari seller. She always neatly packed her saris for sale in medium-sized duffel bags. She walked to weekly markets in neighbouring villages with one duffel bag strapped on her shoulder and another on her head. Some days, she had to cover 15 kilometres one way to reach her destination. That's a minimum of 40,000 steps to and fro. On market days, she would wrap up her morning cooking and cleaning by 10 a.m. to start walking towards these villages. Depending on her energy levels, she would reach her destination anywhere between 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. At the market, she'd actively seek customers for her saris, enticing them with a display of the sari colours, pallu and borders. As she tried to meet her sales target, the day would sometimes extend to 8 p.m. in the evening. Exhausted from the marketing and haggling, she would slowly trudge back in the dark with her day's hard-earned income. Sakhubai's area mirrored the problems of Savita's village. Asangi's women felt as crippled as Pandozari's ladies. Mobility was hindered here too by few buses and barely any autos or tuk-tuks. Women would risk hitchhiking on strangers' bikes to get to their destination. During the monsoons, as the rains lashed, the torment was even higher. Sakubai would walk through slurried village roads with bags on her head. She really didn't have an option. There would be no food on the plate if she didn't earn. Her husband was a drunk. She really couldn't rely on him for anything.
In 2022, the World Bank reported that public transportation services in India aren't really set up with women's safety in mind. And because of this, fewer women in India are able to go to work. India has one of the lowest rates of women working globally, with only 22.8% participating in the labor force in 2019 and 20. In a country like China, that number is above 60%. Now, Savita Mote, our Anganwadi worker, didn't know how to ride a bike. She knew how to cycle, though. She could balance herself on two wheels very well. And so when she learned of an opportunity to run an electric two-wheeler taxi service, she grabbed it with both her hands. Savita was one of the nine women who got an e-bike through a not-for-profit to run a bike taxi service for women. All she had to do was to take on the electricity costs of charging the bike donated to her. Savita was ecstatic. She started practicing to drive the bike outside her home on a mud road. She got better at it, wobbling a little less every day as she gingerly took her feet off the ground and balanced on the bike. Soon she got a charging point set up at her place and propped a board saying e-bike Saki, which translates into an electric bike driving female friend. Savita was open for business. The plan was to service three satellite villages around where she lived. This meant that the nine women who got these bikes would together service nine into three, that's 27 villages near Sangli. One of the villages that Savita was to provide taxi services to was Asangi. The NGO she received the bike from put up a board outside the local temple that many women frequented, announcing the taxi service for women and the charges for the travel. That's the board that caught Sakubai's eye. This service met her need to the T. She really could do with better mobility. The rates of rupees 10 to 20 per ride mentioned on the board sounded very, very reasonable. Sakubai called the number. Savita picked up the call. It was the beginning of a huge change. Savita asked Sakubai a few questions. She asked where she wanted to go and what she would be carrying, its weight. She asked Savita arrived on her bike at Sakubai's doorstep. Sakubai wrapped her head in a scarf to ward off the dust and heat. The two sari bags were propped in front on the e-bike's footrest. Savita balanced herself on the bike and Sakubai sat sideways behind her. They were off. Emitting just a subtle hum from its quiet electric motor, the electric bike glided silently 
towards Sakhubai's destination. In several remote areas of India, women face challenges in travelling between villages. And electric bikes, which don't require trips to the petrol bank, are providing livelihood and safe connectivity in these remote regions. It's even improving access to healthcare. Like once when Sakhubai fell ill and she couldn't think of walking to the doctor, she called Savita and got a ride to the clinic. I didn't want to go to the clinic. I didn't want to go to the clinic. And other smaller fun trips, like the one to the temple. It freed up more time for women, allowing them to make leisure trips. Prior to the service, Sakhubai was perpetually late for all her work appointments and barely had any time for any leisure activities. More importantly, Savita adds that it has improved the sense of safety and security to travel for women. Women in Pandosari don't have to worry about hailing strangers on bikes and pillion riding with them. Now they can rest assured that Savita will drop them. In addition, the e-bike taxi's tariff was lower than the erratic charges they would have to pay to a van or a truck scooting by. Now, this has meant that they have more money left in hand for everyday expenses on their family and children. This cost savings, along with higher income, is boosting Sakhubai's savings. It's changing her life. Earlier, she would manage to visit a market in only one village during the week. Now, she sells her wares in four villages. Anuradha, what was it like for your team to report this story? They were very impressed uh, by uh, by knowing these experiences of a woman who's providing the service for the transportation and the one who is getting the service. Actually, the woman who's providing the service was feeling so proud that she's helping other friends of her around her vicinity to be independent in transportation. So this is really a vehicle by women for women. So it's a kind of empowerment for the women in the rural area to be independent in transportation and also to feel safe. 
So that's it for this episode. Do subscribe to Radio Local on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Jio7. You can even listen to it on www.newsreel.asia. Let us know if there are stories in your small town or village that deserve your attention. Until next time, bye-bye.